Welcome to Don't Be Alarmed, We're Negroes, the podcast where we take a colorful look at life, diversity, and the game of golf from the other side of the green. Over the next hour and change, you will definitely hear explicit perspectives penetrating your ear. Enjoy! Don't be alarmed, we're Negroes. Negro, please. Greet Negroes. Don't be alarmed, we're Negroes. Welcome to Don't Be Alarmed, We're Negroes, N-E-G-R-O-S, we are the Negroes, welcome, Judge. what's up, Shook? yes sir, how you doing? Doing great, man, Good. Our, uh, our podcast is now old enough to buy cigarettes, yes sir, well, I think in some states, I think it might be 21, shit, I don't, I don't even know the fucking rules no more, I don't man, know, I thought it was 18, but I think yeah, it's 18, we're, we're there, we're on that Peyton Manning that's right. You know, so uh, we got a great show for you. Why don't you go ahead and give us the rundown? This episode, we're going to get into the Tiger News of the Week. We're going to get into last week's recaps of the Charles Schwab Challenge and the LPGA Bank of Hope LPGA Match Play. We're going to talk about this week's the Memorial Tournament and uh, the second major for the women, uh, the U.S. Women's Open. Um, uh, we're going to talk about competing at a price there's an interesting article that we came across what we're talking about um you know what what these uh pro athletes are doing and some of the injuries that they're going through um just to play the game that they love so some of the things we're going to talk about are going to be crazy one of them is golf related and involves breaking your back so think about it would you break your back to play golf we're going to get into diversity section uh, this one's cool too. It's uh it's actually a different perspective. Um, but a white guy looks at golf privilege. So we're going to get into a good conversation about that. This one, uh, we always get into our front nine. Um, I know y'all going to, this is going to be an epic one. We're going to hear a lot of feedback on this one, but you know, the list as you go, best NBA players going to get into the back nine, what we're getting into in terms of prepping for golf for the, over the summer. Our weekly segment, What Are We Hating On? The Golf Geeking Song of the Week. And uh, this one's near and dear to us here in Denver. We're going to give a shout out to Trev Rich. And then our final shout outs to close the show. Sounds like a great lineup. We're going to have a lot of fun with this. Um, but for right now, let's get into our Tiger News of the Week. So uh, Tiger sat down with Golf Digest uh, to talk about his rehab. Uh, Tiger said he uh, understood more of the rehab process, but uh, from his past injuries, but uh, this is more painful and more severe. And uh, he's he's talking about how he's kind of struggling to rehab and stuff like that. And and uh, overall, he just wants to uh, get healthy enough to to walk on his own and everything. And then he'll get back to the game of golf. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's it's truth. You're hearing the truth. Um, you know, that was a horrific injury. And anytime that you have, you know, um, 
and in his case, he had bones that were sticking out of his skin. So think about all the trauma and all the things that your body went through. Definitely can understand where that man is mentally in terms of just trying to get back to the basics. So, you know, we wish you well, Tiger, want to see you get well. Um, and I think the thing is, is that it, it probably gives this man a lot of time to think about how to approach this, because I think when you he's a tactician. So I think it's the mental part of this is not going to be a problem for him. I think it's going to be, you know, trying not to push himself maybe too much to get back to where he wants. Fair. Um, it's actually nice to see him um, focused on other things. So, um, you know, there's no secret that he likes to design courses. And uh, there's a, a story out there that he's actually making a epic ultimate mini golf course. Um, it's going to be realistic 18 hole putting course. It's going to incorporate fairways, bunkers and rough. Uh, like a traditional golf course. Um, and I guess there's more details coming soon. So that should be kind of interesting. I don't know how people are going to feel about a traditional style mini golf course opposed to having the clowns and the uh, pinwheel spinning and shit. So uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how what comes out of it. But I think the one thing about this that I think is really cool is the fact that he's trying to do something different. And I think if you're trying to attract more and more people, maybe to the game of golf, this is a way to kind of get them into it. Um, Cause you're many, like I remember, man, we had this little putt putt spot um, in North Denver, man, we could actually walk to it and shit. You play that a couple times and you kind of know what to do. Right. So I think this one definitely going to be challenging for people and why not? do something different. I think this is going to be, uh, I think this is, he might have a, a model for a successful business right there. Yeah, we'll see. Well, that wraps it up for our tiger news of the week. So, uh, we had a tournament this past weekend, the Charles Schwab challenge. Um, Jason Kokrak did some work out there and held off the, the Texas boy. And uh, took home the victory. What did you think about the about Jason taking home that victory? Yeah, it was it was uh, it was close down on on Sunday. And I don't know if uh, if our listeners were out there watching, but it was uh, definitely close. And uh, Mister, say his last name again, Co-Crack. Co-Crack. Right? Yeah, Mister Co-Crack, man, he definitely lost it on a couple of holes. Um, you know where he didn't do well. And you could kind of see the attitude come out. I can't remember exactly what he did, but it was something. Either he chucked a ball. I think he chucked a ball, man. I, I believe think he so. Got so pissed. He was like, fuck this. And he chucked that ball. And you can kind of see that everyone, all those guys have different attitudes. But the thing about him is that after he did that, he kind of helped him focus a little bit. Sure. Um, so it was, he held, he held Spieth off, man. I thought, I thought Spieth was going to, you know, you know, take him. That, that was the, almost a home course. That was a home. They all that crowd and shit was following Spieth, and that's kind of that's got to be hard when it, you're sitting there trying to trying to do good, and you see a crowd, and you're thinking, okay, well they're following the last group. No, they're following who they think is going to win. Yes, and so it's that's got to be tough. But he he uh, he found a way. It was and that's what you got to do. It was like Spieth had kind of like a tiger following. 
um, mm-hmm. on that on that tournament, a tournament especially on the last day. And so, a lot of people were pulling for Spieth. Um, he was actually my my pick last week. Um, and so, yeah, he was. I uh, I thought he was going to play well. It's it's interesting how Spieth has resurrected his game, man. Like he is is full Undertaker mode, bro. Like he's back from the dead. That shit was he was playing like us not too long ago. And now he's doing some <laughs> some great things. Yeah, yeah, he did. I actually, I think I think I did say a Texas cat was going to get a win. Yeah, um, he did. And so it, you know, it. Uh, you're right. He's been playing some great golf, and <clears throat> he's moving up the standings too in the in the FedEx Cup. So I think that man has a has a plan. We'll see. Play, playing like it. Yeah, there's there's plenty of golf to to go and. Um, we'll discuss this memorial tournament coming up soon, and uh, he'll he'll be lacing up and hitting balls there too. So, let's spin it to the ladies, the LPGA Bank of Hope. Uh, give us a little history on this and who won, Shug. Yeah, the, uh, so this was a good tournament. This was the inaugural tournament for the match play tournament. It's uh, one of it's one of the new things that they were doing this year in the LPGA. Um, the men's do this, the, the men's side, we had that a couple months back and we talked about that, but, um, this was interesting, man. Five days, seven rounds, 120 holes, one winner. And so, um, it went to Allie Ewing, uh, with a, she shot a score of 271. Um, I mean, uh, not a shot, not a score of 271. Um, but she, uh, she won the entire, she won the entire tournament. Um, I was looking at one of her rounds, but, um, she shot uh she shot great and uh for her for making it through that whole tournament man she won 225k which is a little bit better but yeah. still nowhere close to the men nope uh it was a great turn um you know it was it was interesting my pick was danielle kang and uh she made it to the quarterfinals i believe she did and she lost to the winner of the whole whole tournament and mm-hmm. and alley so uh, to me, you know, I was on the right path, but uh, who saw this Allie Ewing thing happening and her playing like that? Uh, Not very many. If you did, let us know. You know, yeah, reach out did. to us and let us know. Shoot us your picks because uh, did. we didn't see that. So. Yeah, and there was, I mean, there was, uh, even on Saturday, you know, in into Saturday uh, afternoon, there was those those matches right down to that last, 18 man it was going all the way down to the wire so you know those ladies were out there playing a lot of golf and they were you know in this um you know that was it's not easy to play where they were playing either um you know they were playing you know that that course is out there in vegas man so that i mean it had to have been hot as shit yeah that's what i was thinking it's getting a little warm out yeah but the good thing about it is that they were lathered up by sunscreen while they're out there in Vegas. And so I like to protect myself. Suge, I know you like to protect yourself. And listeners, you should protect yourself. So let's hear from Your Eyes Only Aesthetics. Hey, golfer, gals, and gents. This is Ashley Knight, founder and owner of For Your Eyes Only Aesthetics. Plan on hitting the links? Then you need sunscreen. 80% of all skin aging comes from the sun. So protect yourself while you're on the green with Image Skincare. Available only through a trusted esthetician like me. When I'm outdoors, my go-to sunscreen is the Prevention Plus Daily Ultimate Protection Moisturizer, SPF 50. 
A friend of this podcast is a friend of mine. So enter coupon code don't be alarmed at checkout and you will receive 20% off your order. Again, enter coupon code don't be alarmed at checkout to receive 20% off all orders. You can find us at www.youreyesonlyesthetics.com. Again, that's www.youreyesonlyesthetics.com. Thank you, Ashley, for the beautiful commercial and trying to protect us. We'll stay yeah, don't forget that. up. Yeah, don't. It's going to be a hot one this year. Son, I'll tear you up. Yes, indeed. Let's roll into the Memorial Tournament, Shook. So give us some details on what's going on with this tournament this weekend. Memorial Tournament. Uh, this is, uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there are going to be some good golfers out there today. I mean, uh, today, actually not today, but tomorrow and starting into the weekend. Dublin, Ohio was where this uh this tournament's going to take place at the Mur- the Murrayfield Village Golf Club uh par of 72 a total of 7392 yards um this is a Jack Nicholas designed course that was established in 1974 and this tournament has been held um since 1976 um and this is a charity focused tournament which is always awesome to hear about um that uh you know a lot of a lot of uh good money and good funds that, that get raised for the nationwide children's hospital. Uh, mm-hmm. so the golfers will be going out for a, a $9.3 million, uh, purse this weekend. And this is one of the five invitational tournaments of the year. So it should be some good golf heating up. And, uh, this is, this is pretty good time for some of these guys to start making a move in that FedEx cup race. That's for sure. Uh, this course has been getting a lot of attention because Jack Nicholas was, of course, designed it, but uh, he may go and make some other touches to this course. Um, a lot of courses are getting updated for the new players and stuff, so it shall be interesting. You can Google that. There's stuff on Instagram about uh, the course and, and Jack Nicholas and doing things, and it's it's pretty awesome to see that some of the legends are, are jumping in on course design and have, and, uh, you know, I think he was an influence to Tiger to get out there and, and do some design. So, uh, course shall play hard, um, and we have a loaded field because we have – uh, Rom, we've got McElroy, Spieth, DeChambeau, uh, JT, Hovland, Cantillay, uh, Finau, Matsuyama. So uh, Patrick Reed uh, should be be a, a good time. Um, Whatever. <laughs> um, when you t- that's when you turn to another sport when they show him up. <laughs> We should have him on one time if we can get him yeah, on. Yeah, we should. So you should you could talk to him a little bit. Oh, I I would love that. Yeah, I would love I would to love see that. it too myself. Um that's so gonna be a, that's going to be a real good and they they need to get Sports Center need to be on that one. <laughs> that's sure. That look is a look that can only happen by- Oh boy. That was uh wow. Little introduction of what's going to happen there. It little, was, man. Little commercial for us. But back to it. That was the memorial uh, website there. Yeah. So just letting you know that we are we are looking at things, and uh, when you go to that site, you will hear some commercials. So please have your right. volume down. That just yeah. is what it is. So let's get to our picks. Um, what are you looking at? Who do you want? Who do you think is going to win this? And uh, then I'll give you my picks. Yeah, th- this is a loaded field. Um, 
to me, I think it's going to be someone that, that hasn't maybe won yet. I mean, that's kind of where I'm, I'm going with this one a little bit. I still am on Corey Connors. I really want that dude to win. Um, I'm going to go with someone like a Tony Finau as well. Um, and I'm trying to, I want to go with somebody else, but I, I, I mean, I think that this, there's a guy out here that's playing really good golf, man. And he's been really close in a couple of tournaments. He actually's won one previously. So that kind of goes against what I just said, but I think it's either going to be this guy or somebody that hasn't won quite yet. So I'm going to go with Sam Burns. Those are my three. Okay. Well, I'm going with the undertaker, uh, Jordan Spieth. Uh, I think he's playing well. Um, he's playing like he's the number one golfer in the world. He's been consistent, placing, doing his thing, and he's rejuvenated. So why not? And then um, I want to throw JT out there. JT, he's had his own issues and struggled, and he had some win, a, a big win this year and everything. But he did some cool shit and helped Michael Vis, Visaki, I think is his last name, uh, cut him a check, man, so he could continue his, his golf career. So um, pulling for JT, and he didn't do it because, you know, you read the article that was on Golf Digest, and, and JT was kind of upset that the the video leaked and all that. He didn't want it to leak. He just wanted to be under the table, and that tells you the humbleness and how things, and, and when you do stuff like that, blessings come your way. And so – uh, good, good thing for JT. So I, I really believe, uh, JT is going to do some work, um, and just bounce back. And I think eventually he's going to fall back into a lot of people's good favor. Polo, you're missing out. He made a mistake. So, uh, my sleeper will be, uh, Finau. Um, always the bridesmaid, never the bride, but we're going to pull for him. We've, we've been pulling for him so far all this season. Um, and so we're going to get there. And I believe uh, Boogaloo was on the Spieth and Finau train, too. Uh, heard from him. And uh, some of our other folks will be making picks, our past guests and stuff like that, making picks. And we might post something on our IG so that uh, we can see who all is, is picking and we can kind of tr- keep track of what's going on and talk a little trash on IG. So uh, should be a good tournament. Looking forward to it. Yep. Um Let's roll over to the women. So we have the U.S. women's. Oh, wait. What, one oh, thing I want to say yeah. about the JT thing, I thought that yes, was sir. pretty cool. Okay. Um, you know, it, it's just one thing I think about a sports, right, is these guys, they work hard um, and they see other people that might be working hard and they just need a little bit of help. And I think that that's where his heart was. And I appreciate it, man. You know, and, and that kind of makes me, you know, as a fan, just appreciate that dude more. And I'm about to hit him up. Cause I could, uh, you know, see if you want to sponsor my golf game a little bit too. <laughs> Cause I could use some, some JT funds. Yeah. JT, right if on. you're listening, yeah, you if right you're listening, that. you are right. Help. You know, and, and actually it would be kind of cool if some of these other top golfers, uh, yeah. making all this money, uh, actually, you know, you, you see all these, these players struggling, uh, trying to get on a corn ferry minority and non-minority, just reach out and help someone, you know? Yeah. Uh, what you give out will always come back to you. So uh, that's why I really, I mean, you know, I want to see some of the brothers out there, man, you know, hopefully, you know, get on, get, get a, get some regular presence on the tour, you know, Um, and just more people of color too. You know, I I just hope at some point, 
some of these guys that that might be really good at golf, but they just don't have the right means to get there. You know, I I just hope that I hope some of that changes, man, in the future. Shout out to HV3, Harold Varner. He's playing mm-hmm. this week. Hey, we're pulling for you, brother. We yes, want to sir. see you out there in that Jordan brand doing your thing and, and you're playing good golf. So uh, I'll add you to my sleeper list too to to place in the top ten. So let's yes, see what indeed. happens there. So now let's roll over to the U.S. Women's Open. So big, big tourney for the women. Um, it's the Olymp- at the Olympic Club in San Francisco, California, par 71, 65, 29 total yards, designed by Willie Watson and built by Sam Whiting in 1924. Five U.S. Opens, the Olympic Club looks forward hosting his first U.S. Women's Championship in 2021, and the purse is $5.1 million. Um, the LPGA did something kind of cool. Actually, I think it was the, the U.S. Women's Open. If you go to their webpage, you can see a history of all its past winners um, and gives you a whole dialogue of who's won since it began to the end. Um in 2019, it was Jiang Li that won, um, and so we'll we'll see who who takes it this year. So we'll roll into picks and uh, wh- who we think is is gonna take it. So Suge, what's your thoughts? You know, there's man, there's it's gonna be this is gonna be a tough one because a lot of these ladies there's. They're, some of their games are all over the place, but some of the, the the most consistent ones that you've seen over the past couple of weeks, they're starting to heat up. And, you know, I'm, I can't go against like a Lydia Ko um, or a Daniel Kang um, or even, you know, folks that are playing really well, like a Brooke Henderson. She just won recently. She won a tournament a couple, you know, she's won one in the past um, couple of months. So sure. I think those are those are three strong golfers that have a really good chance um for this weekend and they're they're vying, man. This is this is a major. This is something that they're all paying attention to and something they all start golfing for. So it it's they're gonna be see some you're gonna see some competition out there this weekend, I'll tell you that. That's for sure. Um I'm going with Danielle Kang. Uh she's finished uh twelfth or better and a few of her last starts. Um, and I've been on that Kang train for sure. Uh, and then Nelly Corda, um, a lot of people were concerned with her health. Um, I think she had a withdrawal like not too long ago in her last start, maybe. Um, and people are questioning if she's healthy, but if she's healthy, she's vying to be the top female golfer out there. She playing some really good golf and look for her to take over and be in the spotlight um, kind of like Michelle Wee um, was back in the day. So uh, look for Nellie Corder to just kind of blow up. And if she wins this, this may be it for her to to finally get on the stardom uh, side of things right there, even more popular than, than she is. So let's go with Corda and Kang. Um, those are my picks there. So uh, do your thing, ladies. We'll be watching. This is a major. Should be on TV. Um, and hopefully you get all the coverage and attention you need, and, and we're going to push there. So let's flip it over to competing at a price. Yeah, man. So give us a rundown of this article, Shug. So, you know, we've had an extraordinary 
you know, sports, actually a couple of years in sports, right. In terms of the pandemic and seeing, you know, guys come back from, um, you know, atrocious injuries to no fans and things like that. Right. So I think you kind of look at the, the whole aspect of what athletes have been going through in dealing with injuries, but we wanted to kind of talk and, and, and share a couple of examples of some extreme cases where, um, one extreme case and then a case of where you see kind of more, you know, repetitive things. Um, and it might mess up how you, you know, the ability to, to compete at a high level and win for championships. Right. So there was this LPGA star, her name, and I'm going to murder her last name, but her name is Jasmine and it's Sue Wanapura. Um, that's pretty good. I think that's how you say her name, but, uh, she was playing in a tournament, um, uh, and you know, she, she kind of had some, she kind of was feeling some pain. Um, and she played through that tournament and then I, you know, she, she'd been able to manage it a little bit. And then she, she went into this one tournament and she kind of, she, she went to the driving range, she said, and, you know, she said that her legs were shaking in the fact like of, you know, when you're sitting there trying to just go to the driving range, she said that the pain was so much that her legs were shaking. So something wasn't right. So she kind of started swinging, didn't even, didn't think of much. Um, and then she, she, she kind of went back and, you know, she, she took a good swing with one of her irons, I think. Um, and just, she said she heard a pop in her back and after that instant pain. So can you imagine having to deal with the pain of trying to, you know, breaking your back, playing a game that you love? Um, no, no. Um, being at the level that I mean, we all play competitive sports yeah. and things, but to see these these athletes take it to a next level, right? So we we know some of our friends have played pro ball and collegiate ball and have done all these things, and they sacrificed a lot and have taken some injuries. Um, you look at stars like Kobe, right? Like he popped his, he gave his all, and he's had a, a lot of injuries. Um, popped his Achilles, still shot the free throw. Kobe was never had that, never had the same lift, but still was trying to play the game at the high level until he retired. Um, you look at Tiger, man, what injuries has he not had? Right. Right. Um, I mean, it didn't stop his PP from working, which is, you know, always good, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, Tiger, hey, he, you know, he, that ain't never going to be broke, he said. Yeah, I guess not. You know, he was doing <laughs> his thing. Uh, but uh, he, uh, that man has a, a bionic back right now. You know, his back is all jacked up. And, and then he tore up his leg just now, right, and had to be rushed into immediate surgery. And uh, he's just hoping to walk. And, I mean, the NBA playoffs are, are playing right now, and we've seen some some injuries to mm-hmm. – uh, one of the best teams in the league, the Lakers, they've been riddled with injuries and had high profile players like AD who, who just is a great player, but being as athletic as he is, he just can't seem to get healthy. Uh, mm-hmm. So much so that Charles Barkley uh, called said his new nickname was uh, street clothes last <laughs> night. So, uh, so cool. <laughs> Chuck is so fucked up. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. But to, to have these guys, um, have to rehab and do things and sacrificing for this sport. 
I mean, people don't realize because it, unless they were in our era, Michael Jordan was injured in the first part of his career. Mm-hmm. And it took a lot for him to get back and get to where he needed to be. And then he just took it from there. And he got he re- his body right. He did get his body right. You know? He got it like he he made the dedication and you almost see like Kobe did that, too. He did. He did. You know, he had to he had to change everything he did in terms of the way that he played. So, I mean, that's I think there's a lot of guys who they don't rise to that. You know what I mean? It's hard. It's hard to rise above any injury to begin with. But then to be able to rise above and then thrive, I think it takes a special person. You know, I even look at like Embiid. How many times, man, if if you're. If you are a Philadelphia 76ers fan, man, you just got to be like outside yourself right now. Because you, you're yes. so like you're close. I don't know if you're going to beat the Nets, but you're close. Right. And then to have to have Embiid go down, who was a legitimate MVP candidate, you got to be on the floor and you got to be available. Um, I, I really think that the... So injuries are going to happen, especially in like sports like football, right? Mm-hmm. And LeBron said it the other night when you're watching him. He said, you know, you go into these camps and you may be 100% at camp, but as soon as that ball and you start camp, you'll never be that 100%. You're running at 99 or less, right? Yep. And it takes a lot to to get to that where you can still perform and you know your body is not where it needs to be mm-hmm. um, just because of the sport you're playing. Um, I look at Tiger. That, it's just going to be tough, bro. And no one thinks that golf, like, be for real. Like, when you were younger, you're like, people are getting injured in golf. Like, what what is going on, right? Like, that's that's everyone's thoughts. But, yes, there are injuries. Like, Tiger gave up a lot of himself and mm-hmm. probably – will not be the same when he gets older as far as walking and being in a wheelchair and stuff because of the sacrifices that he made for the game of golf. Yeah. I mean, that's shit. I look at guys like, you know, like Kenny Smith, dude, when I see him walk, I'm like, man, that shit looks like it hurts. And then, or you, if you, if you've, you know, we been in Denver, you know, live here. Um, but I've seen John Elway in person, you know, and to see him walk, it's not, it looks bad. And, you know, just that's what I'm saying. Like the sacrifices that a lot of these guys, you know, make, you know, to to be great, it takes its toll. And sometimes you never you might never see it again. Like when you see them, most people just remember them on the field. Right. I even look at, um, you know, Earl Campbell, man. That guy has arthritis. I mean, you name it. That guy has had, I mean, knee trouble, back trouble. You know, but he's still, you know, he's still the same man. But at the same time, you look at what the sport that he he that gave him, you know, a great life, what it t- what it took from him too. sure. And it's really sad about like football and stuff because they they want to don't want to help out the past players with their health and everything that they're doing. Um, you know, there's lawsuits and all this stuff going on with the health and um, the NFL, the no fun league is is really doing any and everything to try to keep from coming off their, their money to helping these past players. And all sports should have something to take care of these players because if it were not for Tiger, this game of golf 
would not be where it's at and all these people making money. So take care of your your athletes, put things in place to kind of take care of their health mm-hmm. and uh, just help them, you know, and, and and support them because they've they've given so much of themselves to play sports at a high level that most of us could not reach. Yeah. And I and the one thing that I hope changes is the fact of, you know, that you see all these stories of athletes getting hooked on meds and things like that because of these injuries, right? So I think let's find alternative methods for medicine. Um let's find things that don't get people addicted. You know, I think the alternative things like CBD, I think those are those are things that can help you know, these athletes to not be so reliant on what, what people had to be in the past. Right. Yep. So I hope that, you know, I hope that strides are made in that, in that sense. And you see a lot of more athletes going towards them, um, you know, and, and talking about the benefits. So, you know, I hope that one day people start to see the, see the light. Yeah. And, you know, the, the NBA has been rumored to kind of turn a a blind eye to, to weed and and their players uh partaking in that activity the nfl has loosened its restrictions a little bit here and there um i i truly believe like you know it's it's been proven that the past athletes that are no longer playing and that are on other platforms and stuff have um started partaking in the marijuana talk and and cbd thing and uh it seems to help them um, mm-hmm. because of their injuries and stuff over being addicted to these pain meds and stuff that are peddled. Yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, I even heard, uh, like even locally, um, oh man, it's just, he was just in my head, dude, the dude that, uh, used to play for us. He's on, he's on the local sports station, man. Um, Alfred. No. Oh, okay. Um, Tyler Columbus. No. Okay. Black dude. Huh. I don't know. Oh there's, there's a lot of those. Yeah, I know, but I, I I'm trying to. I don't. It'll come to me, man. Um, he's from Canada. Played at University of Miami. Played for the Chargers for a while. I just can't think of his damn name. Hmm. He was real big. Now he's skinny. He had that Luther. Whoa! He did that Luther Vandross thing. Oh, the, the are you talking about Orlando Franklin? Yes, yes, that's what I'm talking about. Thank you, sir. But sure. he's he's uh he's been a proponent of that too um and we we've talked about you know ricky fowler um and gronk actually has been a proponent of that too so you know anything that can get these guys off of pills man i'm for that because if you've ever seen someone that that's had an issue with that or what can happen it's not a good sight man so help these cats out yeah please help them out um there's a diverse group of uh, athletes that have given up their their lives to the sports. And so let's roll into the diversity topic of the week. Um, this there was an article on I believe it was called lying dot com mm-hmm. by Mike Ovino E Ovino. Excuse me. Um, and it's basically an article of looking at golf um, from a white man's perspective. So it says the title is a white guy looks at golf privilege. Um, interesting article because it one, it was 
it was short and to the point and sweet. Um, and it was basically a thought, right? And so this guy is going through his life and, uh, he's saying how he got into golf and the things that were given to him. Um, he was like, you know, I, I hump my clubs on my back to the course. Um, no one who ever saw me thought twice about what he was doing, but then he had a thought in the back of his mind when he was young. He said, but if I had been a black teen riding my bike with a golf bag on my back, what would the police have said? That was an interesting point. Um, what would they have said? Right. And so mm-hmm. that goes to our diversity topic there. Um, and then it was kind of exposing him like he was like, hey, it's a privilege to play golf. And I know that. But a, it was almost like he had the blinders on. Right. Like he was just on his journey on how he played golf. And, yeah, these these issues are out there. But for him, it wasn't so bad. So uh, what did you think about it, Suge? See, I, to me, I, I, I kind of thought of his perspective all the way on up to the end, right? So I think the way that I interpreted it is that he was kind of talking about this is the way that he thought and that the one thing that he, that he came to the conclusion and he asked himself that question about if I would have been black and done the same thing, I think that that, that kind of changed his whole perception. So I think for me, that's what I was saying. Like, I think that it came full circle to him and said, would I have had this life if I'm, if I was a different skin color? And I think he answered his own question, you know? Um, but I, I appreciated him in the sense that he was able to come to that conclusion and to do that kind of thought. I think it takes, it takes a person that, that really has thought about the situation, um, deeply to understand where they've come from and what that's meant. And, you know, it's one thing to talk about it. And I don't know if he's done anything else, but besides talk about it, but I think the good thing is that he's, he's able to share that and convey that. So I appreciate the article and the fact that it's speaking to that. Um, at the same time, it's not going to solve any problems. Right. But I think it's a way of, of putting information out there to educate people that may have just think that may have just never thought of thinking about things from a different lens. And I think that's what he did. Right. Um, at the end of the article, there was a statement made and it was it, it. It lets you know that he he was really thinking about things. He said, I managed to go 50 years before finally listening to people who've been telling me that some people start the race of life steps from the finish line. Others started at the halfway point, mm-hmm. but too many people start the race behind the starting line with roadblocks along the way. That yep. is some deep shit to hear. It is. And it's the total truth. Mm-hmm. But I like the fact that he equated it to golf, right? Because a lot of the same undertones of life have been reflected in the sport too. Yep. You know, and like when I, I think back to to what Chris was shared with us last week, and that, that still to me is very profound when he was talking about playing on that course where you know you know that there's been you know um clan activity and to me i think that that's just it it shows why we have to continue to break these barriers right and why we have to continue to educate people about what has what is wrong like you didn't like all this all this coverage that they're talking about like with black wall street right right 
if you ask any anybody of color or of, in of you know who's black they can probably tell you they or they can at least acknowledge that they know what black wall street is right you're right but at the same time america doesn't know what happened right and it was for so long it was tried to be swept underneath the rug so i think it's a lot of the undertones that that this guy is talking about i think he understands that that things have to change and that's what i think he's going with with all of those with all of those thoughts you know and i think if he can change at 50 and to have this kind of conversation with yourself anybody can have it i totally agree um and shout out it was 100 i believe it was the 100th anniversary to the was it the tulsa massacres yeah yep. yep and at, that was not the that you know everyone's talking about the tulsa ones and the Tulsa massacre and the Wall Street stuff and everything that happened, but it was not the only one in history. So uh, do your research. There is plenty more, maybe 15 or 20 more that had happened uh, to kind of stop the black growth in, in the American system, financial system uh, to, to kind of keep African-Americans down. So uh, glad you brought that up um, so that we could talk about our history and, and diversity but great article head over to uh lying com, and uh the name of the article or the thought is a white guy looks at golf privilege um great read so yeah very good read we're rolling into um one of our favorite segments which will be the front nine and the front nine is sponsored by one of the flyest golf companies Golf gents, let's hear from them. We all need practice, so why not practice in style? Golf gents has the dopest gear for the weekend golfer. From the wasted hat line to the master's line, golf gents has you covered. For being a friend of Don't Be Alarmed, use code WASTED and receive 20% off your order. Head on over to www.golfgents.com. Right on. Shout out to Golf Gents. One of my favorite brands. Yeah. Get you get you get geared up, y'all. Yeah, man. It's it's golf season. Head over to golfgents.com and and get geared up. Uh so let's hit our front nine. And our front nine this week was a challenge because it's uh NBA playoff season. Uh a lot of great games. It seems like the NBA is is um, headed in the right trajectory as far as playing and Sugar and I hit up the Nuggets game last night and went and it went into double overtime and we got to watch two great players uh do their thing for their teams in in Joker and in Dame Dalla doing his damn thing out there. He was on fire. So Dame this was all right. <laughs> Dame was okay. This front nine <laughs> is list the best NBA players right now playing in 2021. And we're going to take a different spin. We're not going to give a list, each other's list. We'll talk about our list, but we're going to combine our list and come with the overall agreement of how we're going to rank these players. So, Shook, starting with number nine, who do you think should be number nine out of the top ten players playing right now? Wow. I mean, I have a list, but it, this is going to be tough. I'm actually going to have to go. Uh, 
I'm going to have to go with Luca. Okay. So I will agree with you on that. So let's put Luca at nine. Word. Okay. So we have Luca. So at eight, and a lot of people are going to hate this, even though he's having such a great season and everything, but there's a lot of players that have made a splash. And, and he's been good, but this year he has excelled. So at eight, I'm putting Joker at eight. Um, just because he's 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 been kind of quiet for a while and, and consistent. I'm not hating on that. He's been a great player for the Nuggets. But MVP-style season, he's definitely having that, and that propelled him into the top nine for me. So I could put the Joker at eight. How do you feel? I got to put him higher. But I, I with the other players that are here, what we uh, – We'll put him as long as he's on the list. I'm cool with that. Are you, but I would put him higher. Are you writing this list? Are you we, we're both writing this list, so he's we're just he's on it. Okay, I'm just I'm good with that. Okay, so nine we have Luca, eight we got Joker. Mm-hmm. Okay, so who's seven then? <sighs> seven. I mean, even though he's hurt, man, I got to put this guy up here. Um, to me, I got to put AD up there. And I know you're going to hate on that. But if if it's between AD and Joel Embiid for me, I'm going to put AD up there before Joel Embiid. So how about both of them didn't make, make it for me in the top nine? Uh, just because of of injuries and health concerns. They're both great players. You can't help injuries, but there's other players that have been durable and played. So I could put AD and MB tied for 10. I don't know if I could put them in the top nine. All right, then we'll put, say, they're on the outside looking in. Right. So if that's the case, and I got to look at, man. What about so Kawhi? Kawhi? Kawhi will work. Kawhi, Kawhi works there for me. I, I think that um, I don't like – I don't like his shoes uh, for the NBA. I think to me, I was, I've always said this, man, Jamal Murray too. like, what the fuck, man, you guys, there's so many other shoe companies that are better that make better basketball shoes. I mean, I get it. I love new balance. I think they're, they're comfortable as fuck. I mean, I have multiple pair, but I'm not going to go play no hoops in them. Hey man, they played it. I believe new balance back in the seventies, was was and the eighties for sure. People was hooping yeah. in those joints. But now you see a lot of carpenters wearing them. <laughs> Yikes! Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. New balances are dope. Don't get me wrong. But I just I'm not rocking them for shoes. But I outside of that, I gotta. Well, we could put Kawhi up there. Okay. I'm good with that. So Kawhi is seven. So yeah. six, th- this is where it's going to get interesting because six, five, four, there are three or four players in there that could be flipped around. So I-, I would throw Harden around in this. Harden and uh, the Greek feet, freak Giannis in, in this bracket here. Yeah, I'm good with that. So which one would you put higher, though, Harden or, or the Greek freak? I'm going to actually put the Greek freak. Higher. higher. Okay. And it's hard for me to do that, but I think this year James Harden had to kind of take a step back in terms of scoring. So to me, I think he can he's more of a facilitator. So I think he's more important to the Nets than he was 
on the Rockets. If you if you get what I'm saying, sure. And there's more people to help support, so he doesn't have to score as much. I think what you see in James Harden now, I think that's the way that he's wanted to play, but he had to play the other way because they his team needed that shit. Okay. To me, that's what I see. I mean, I, I think James is cold. I agree. He was hard when he was in Houston. He might have been higher up because he was playing at this high level, but he's got two stars with him right. that he doesn't really have to, to worry. And I'm going to tell you right now, like I love Kyrie, but he was on the outside looking in on my list. Oh, too. by far. Okay. By far. But yeah, he, Kyrie is, is uh, not, he should not be on this list. But he's like 11 or 12. For sure, I'd put Dame above him, but yes. Okay, and that's hard. That's hard for me to you know, and you know me, man. That's hard for me to say that. All but right, I would so. put I'd put Dame before Kyrie because of the injury stuff. Okay, so let's talk our top four. So this is gonna be this is where we're gonna get into this the controversy, I believe, because at four I have Dame Dalla make you holla. And Shug, how do you feel about that? I, to me, I would put this is where I would put Joker because of the year that he's had. That's just to me. I mean, you could put Dame up there, and I'm I know a lot of people are going to put him up there because of the game that he had last night, and that's fine. I just don't. I don't. It's there's been, something. This, to, okay, so here here's my thing with Dame. All right, you have been great player. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But all those efforts that you have continue to fall short. It reminds me of like Bradley Beal, right? Bradley Beal can go out there and score all these points and he's carrying his team and they come up empty. Bradley Beal is dope, but he's no Dame Dollar. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. Like, but this is that's what I'm saying. These guys can score and they can do all that shit, but what is it really doing for their team? They're not winning the game. Sure. But that's with a lot of people. You gotta look at all the championships that have been won. In these last few years, and there's a couple of constant players that have been on these teams that have won. The rest of you're basically saying that the other players can't be great because they haven't done anything. Like like we were chatting earlier, and we 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 were talking Mello. So Mello, when he came to Denver, brought brought Denver from the grave because they they changed their jerseys, they they did everything right. They're trying to get new school. They brought Mello. They drafted him at number three. He did so much for this team, brought him there, got him to some playoff games and stuff like that. And they were, he played with a lot of fucking bums, too. Let's yeah, not forget. And a lot of washed-up older veterans. May not have been washed up, but just older veterans that came in to try to get him over the hump. And right? we took bad contracts, man. Super bad contracts and stuff. Wow. So it's ownership and everything that didn't want to build here. And Denver and a lot of the Denver fans fault him for leaving and, and say, hey, Lala got him to leave. Man, that's his that was his wife, his lady at the time, man. You can't fault that because you, you would leave if if your bitch wanted to leave, too. So and, don't, and if you want to see Lala, you can watch the shy. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> just just uh, just want to let you all know that comes on. It's on Showtime on Sundays. Oh, nice. So can we put? Uh, what if we put? What if, so? What if we do this? We split Dame Dollar, and we put Dame slash. Um, Westbrook at four, both great. Yeah. Okay. I'm cool with that. 
and to me they're they're very similar i think i think russ has that it has a little bit different he looks different but sure they're they're similar and i think dame dame has a better stroke dame can shoot way better yeah we saw that last night oh my god throwing play some fucking defense please (laughs) he was on it so the the top three should be simple yeah, it, to it, fill in, we should we should agree on these three. I just don't know if we'll agree where they go. Okay, number three, I got Steph Curry. Yep. Okay, number two, I got Kevin Durant. Yep. And number one, we got that man, Mama. There goes that man, LeBron James. Mark at number one. <laughs> that I mean, no. LeBron, he deserves to be number one. He's appeared in so many finals over these past few years he's done his thing he's won a lot people don't want to give him credit yes he acts sometimes on the court and has some questionable things but he gets a lot of calls and i know people are going to hate on that too but mike got calls kobe got calls magic got calls so fuck off game gets fucking calls that he shouldn't get so that call last night, let's talk about this that, real quick. That's Hold fucking, on. it was bullshit. It was a bullshit call, but what the refs did is they knew that they blew it. I read about it today. They knew that they blew it on that one. So if you look three seconds beforehand, when Rivers was trying to check him and he had his hand out, that's why they took the ball out on the side is because they said the referee knew he fucked up, but he called it basically as a hand check foul, which is basically bullshit and it's on a referee. And Dame tried to sell that, but anyone that wants to see a a total missed call and why the NBA needs to really examine its referees and make sure that the refs are not the stars in the game and that the stars are the stars of the game, go watch that highlight. Austin Rivers versus Dame Dollar. There was no foul. I mean, in just the the calls, like not so not it really this whole series, man. And and I know where this is. You know, we have a very you know, specific topics here, but we're, you know, we we're talking about the NBA for a minute. It's, it's a hot topic. Um, NBA playoffs are wild. I, I know that, um, you know, it, we're all watching. So I think that when you watch these games, the refereeing is, is terrible. It's suspect at best. And it's just not this, it's just not with the series that I'm paying the most attention to. Mm-hmm. It's with all these series, man. Can we, can the refs get back to just calling real fucking fouls and quit trying to make up for this and that like i know they have to but it's just it slows the game down it looks like shit and you know the game is better when these guys are sitting here playing and doing what they should be doing you know when you see a foul sure you you know it well and, and last night was evidence of it like yes the ref made bad calls but we had two superstars put on a show and two overtimes and they the teams decided who was going to win mm-hmm. um, because the ref may cause shitty on both sides, right? So yeah. at the end of the day, you look at the amount of points that were there, the teams decided what was going to happen. Yeah. And for all you people that are like, why are we we're listening to a golf podcast? It was our top nine. The NBA season is the playoffs. And if you don't like it, go cry to your mama, okay? We don't give a <laughs> shit, okay? Yeah. And you can yeah. write in the hate of the week or hate feedback of the week mm-hmm. uh, to us. So, uh, and if, if you, you haven't, if you if, the, if if you haven't realized by now, this is a diverse podcast. So we talk about a lot of different things that you know, you know. Sometimes we focus more on golf, but you know, this is life. This is what we do. And if you don't like it, your mama does. So that's <laughs> that's where we're gonna go. Um, 
let's flip flip uh, topics and uh, let's talk about pars and prep. Let's let's talk about how we're prepping. We both are getting ready for the Hard Knock Slice tournament. Shout out to the Hard Knock Slice boys. I know mm-hmm. you're listening. Uh, tournament starts in a week, um, and it should be fun. Uh, we're going to all get out there and, and see what happens to see if our, if our prep is happening. So, um, what are you focusing on so far to get ready for this tournament should consistency trying to hit every shot the same way in my approach. So no matter the, I mean, obviously you do different things with different clubs, but what I mean is making sure that I approach the ball the same way every time. Um, and get a routine because if I think that's the thing that's helped me the most get into that 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 mindset of I have to do this the same way every time so for me it's it's just being consistent I agree you just you know for some of us like there's all different levels of play um, but consistent and knowing yourself not everyone's gonna have the same swing but you have to be able to do what you can do and be consistent at that so that you can play the game. Um, how much is too much at the range, Reg? Uh, when my back and hands hurt. Okay. That's <laughs> that's fair. There's a lot of people that have a strict routine, right, when they go to the range. And so um, I have a, a way I like to prepare at the range where if I'm going one day, I'll try to leave – the driver, the bigger woods and all that stuff at home and take my six, seven, eight, maybe my nine and just just say, hey, I'm going to hit a buck and a half of these guys, get consistent, so many balls per club, try to figure it out, um, kind of make some notes of what's going on and, and try to fix that and then flip it. You know, one or the other days, just hit nothing but driver, maybe a smaller bucket so you don't wear yourself out. Um but get consistent on those things. And then you got to have your short game there. So if you're, you're chipping a hundred yards and if your course doesn't have a hundred yard pitch or uh, whatever pitching range and so that you can do a hundred and in um, that's where it's at. Your short game is what will uh, usually save you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at the, <clears throat> so with the range, like I was, you know, I, kind of you gotta i think you got to kind of learn um your body you can't like push it too much because i think the more you push it the worse you're gonna get i think you have to keep things simple and that's the one thing that i'm continuing to try to tell myself it's like be simple like don't don't listen to all the things that you hear you got to take the bits and pieces that make sense to you right because everyone's going to tell you something right i mean shit dude like i there's guys that i that fucking hitting worse than me right next to me and tell me what tell me what i need to do and i'm like fuck you can't man. even you can't even hit the fucking ball dude you're sitting here telling me what i need to do bro like right exactly and it's not even the hate section but <laughs> but you know what i'm saying like i think you have to keep it simple um and that's the best way cuz if if you try to if you get too complicated man you you're, you're going to be all over the place yes i agree with you Mm-hmm. Um, how about clearing your mind and getting over the distractions and just trying to actually kind of focus like a lot of people like to wear. So it it starts when you show up when you want to play golf. 
Um, some guys want to go and have a shot of whiskey and a drink of, uh, have a brew and they want to have fun. And that's how they, you know, kind of deal with the nerves and, and get ready for the game. Um, I, myself, I may partake on that sometimes on the fun round, but I just like to listen to music and kind of focus and hit my shots and kind of block things off, uh, a little bit kind of preparing like I prepare for other sports, just, you know, just block that off for a little bit and, and just kind of go into it. But everyone has their, their own way of, of dealing with the mental part of the game. So what about yourself? Yeah. I think for me, it's the earlier, like when I played previously, I think it was more about the fun. It was more about the, you know, I'm, I'm more worried about get grabbing that brew. Um, than what my shots look like and is the more i got serious about playing that to me switched so i'm almost on the fact of like if i'm going to play like a round where i really want to do good i might not have anything until later you know what i mean um so i think it kind of gives me the ability to focus um and i've had even had you know played a couple of rounds recently where there might be a beverage in the cart and I haven't, I wouldn't, I didn't touch it. Like I didn't touch it until later in the round. So for me, I think that's, that's kind of, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to take this a little more serious, if I'm going to play like just a round to go play and have fun. then yeah, I think that, you know, it's not, it's not so much, but when I'm thinking about this tournament, I'm, I'm thinking about it differently. I agree. What club are you most comfortable with right now? Like getting prepped in. So if if you could go to a course right now, you know you're about to be in this tournament and everything else is falling apart in your game. What club are you grabbing to kind of try to right the ship and give you some confidence right now? I used to be scared of my driver, man, but I'm not anymore. That's good. Not like now I'm like, okay, let's go. Yeah. Shit, some of my drives are the best shots I've had recently. That is true. I have watched them, and you have been putting them out there. I uh, I used to be the same way, Suge. I was I used to be scared of the driver, and then kind of got into a routine. Found got fit the right way for a driver on a couple of drivers, and uh, as you see, I, I still I do my same routine. Mm-hmm. I can tell you where my ball is going to go. I can tell you why it's going that way. Um, but not slicing anymore and, and just putting it out there. And so that's, that's the important thing, uh, right now. So, but my most comfortable club right now is, is my nine, um, and all my wedges, of course, but my nine, like I know I can grab it and just hit some shots with that. If I'm just to get my confidence back, if, if I'm losing something out there on the course, Mm so, um, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to clean that up and make sure it's, it's ready to go for the tourney. Yeah. Um, final question for us. Um, how are your shots looking? Are you hooking, slicing straight? You know, what, how are you feeling how the ball is coming off your club right now? You know, early I was doing a little bit of everything. Um, and I, I started to realize I wasn't, my follow through wasn't consistent. And so once I started make, you know, making sure that I was swinging through the entire, like making sure that club is, you know, up at my, you know, full, basically a full swing. Cause I think what a lot of people do and what I was doing for a minute was I'd get contact and, and kind of stop, you know, and then sometimes the ball is it's it, most of the times it was, it was going to the right, but I sure. realized that I wasn't following through all the way. 
once I started following through, that shit is going straight. So to me, that's I kind of I kind of corrected it. I think a lot of golfers, you can you can you you kind of know once you once you start getting contact, you see kind of where that ball is going. Just start making little adjustments and I think you can figure it out yourself. Sure. Yeah, I was I mean, I used to slice a little bit and I had some weird shit going on. I don't know. But for me, it was all set up right. And so for me, I just if I make sure I have my setup and if if I'm kind of in in the draw stance instead of just lining up straight, I'm going to have some shit going on unless unless I'm really paying attention. So for me, it's just making sure that I have myself set up correctly, um, distance from the ball, how my arms are set and then. Just go through and just make a nice, easy swing. The nice, easy swing is where it's at. When you're trying to blast the fuck out the ball, that's when you're going to get a lot of crazy shit going on. So had to tell myself that and slow down to um, and take it in because I like to play fast and keep moving and play ready golf. And I need to learn that, hey, I paid to play 18 and to be here a certain time. So sometimes not deal with the slow play and not be a slow pl- player but to take my time when I address the ball and try to make a good clean shot. So that's where we're at. I'm looking forward to the uh, tournament coming up. Hard Knock Slicers, uh, local tournament that that us boys put on with each other over the summer, and we have trophies. So really looking forward to it, especially with the COVID restrictions uh, lightening up and most of us have our COVID shots and we're safe. And so we get to hang with each other and uh, be around each other which uh, we were kind of limited in. So looking forward to it. And laughing at bad shots. Yeah, that will happen. There will be a (laughs) lot of that um, and a lot of shit talking Mm -hmm. and uh, just good time. So looking forward to it. A lot of, a lot of hating. Yeah. I can't wait to see uh, chocolate twilight out there swinging the club. I really can't. That's, Uh that's going to be awesome for me. All right. Shout out to chocolate twilight every once in a while. Hey, that twilight, if he, he keeps it together. That's what I'm saying. He can be a motherfucker, I'm telling you. Right. I know, I know it, man. That little dude that little dude I know can hit the ball. I know it. And I'm not talking shit. I just it, it's gonna be cool to get out there with the folks, man. It's it's been too long, man. That's what I'm saying. I agree. But there will be some hating and we'll be hating on each other. And that brings us to our Hey, 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 hey. Hate section of the week, and we welcome you guys to to give us some hate and feedback. And um, I get some some DMs, and they're not bad. They're just hey, we welcome the hate, and so people are sending us hate. And uh, uh, our number one hate that we got right now um, is so we talk about Nikes and the golf shoes a lot. And uh, why are we not focused on other brands? And if you guys, that was the hate that we got, like get more focus on the other brands too, because it's obvious that Nike is not doing what they need to do. And I um, say, maybe you should clean out your ears because we kind of talked about the other brands last week. And I know teed up crit teed up kicks. uh, Chris was mentioning some of the other designs outside of Nike uh, that he was highlighting and you could check his page and and he was very knowledgeable on the on the sneakers and stuff and we just happen to like nikes um so you can go ask your mama what brand she likes 
<laughs> yeah. And what color what color scheme? Right. Um and we'll continue to talk about the brands we like and the drops and shit and you know, we'll we'll maybe we'll open up and look at more of the other brands, but I think we're doing pretty good and we'll just keep on talking about all the dope shit this that's uh being dropped out there as far as golf gear. So, right. And if you and if you don't like it, you can go hang out with Patrick Reed. Yikes. There you go. And take that, sucker. So uh let's roll into our own personal hate of the week. Um my hate of the week. COVID restrictions have lessened and I'm I'm happy everyone's having fun, but people are acting crazy as shit out here. Okay. And I can't deal. Everyone wants to live their best life. If if it's in one night that they get to go out. They're going to go from zero to 100 that night and they don't care what the fuck happens. Let's spread that out a little bit. Right. So, you know, people are out talking shit in grocery stores, parking lots. People are getting hurt. There's more trauma in the hospitals than there is covid cases because people don't know how to act out here. So get your act together. Get your shit together. Be grown. We got through this as a nation. Let's let's continue to do do uh, good shit. And then my second thing on the hate is these fans throwing shit at athletes. Fuck is wrong with y'all? What if these athletes come out there and fuck you up? What is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I don't know it. You wouldn't throw anything towards anybody that was standing in front of you anywhere, in a bar, anywhere. So by you being drunk and thinking it's funny and it's cool, it became a fad because now once it happened the first night, every other game something was happening. And mm. I hope they press charges against these punks. I don't give a shit. You know, yeah, I hope one of these guys get their ass kicked. Last night at the game, I was pointing out to you, some of the Nuggets fans was talking shit to Lillard and was real disrespectful. And he said, bring your ass down here. Come down hey. here. You want to talk your shit? Come down here. Let me come. Let me come up there. And let's see if you still talk that that same brand of bullshit you talking. It's a you social know? media culture, man. Like it is. you know, everyone's on a fucking keyboard and on their phone, and they can sit there and talk shit. But when it comes down to it, you better be able to back that up. And someone's going to challenge you on your shit one of these days. So, you know, I agree with you. You know, you you fans better. You know, if you want if you want to get lumped up, it's bound to happen. One of these one of these motherfuckers is really going to go off. And it's not going to be pretty. Right. It, it might happen in a WNBA game. We don't know. Right. Somebody, we don't know. You don't never know what's going to happen. You can, you can catch the lumps or you can get these nuts. And it's going to happen. So, yeah. Suge, what you hating on? So, you know, I had a lot of different topics on my mind, but I'm going to go with this one. I got to talk about Costco's for a minute in the city like every time i go to a fucking costco the line is back to the meat department it's hard as fuck to like you know get in there and get out within a reasonable amount of time they don't even have they they for the from covid they took all the fucking they took what and sam like they took all the sample shit out so you i mean you know like when you go to costco and sam's and all that shit um, they had all them little places where you can go and sample all the oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, the samples. Right? They took all that shit out. Like they're not there no more, right? Because of COVID. Sure. Why in the fuck are there? Why? Why are there so many people in there? 
every time I go. But I will tell you, we went way the fuck out to a to a Sam's that was by like it was by Castle Rock. Man, that was the fucking best Sam's experience I ever had in my life. <laughs> Rolled in there, put the shit in the car. People were like, "Hey, hey, how you doing? You need something?" <laughs> what the fuck? I was like, "Where am this is like the Twilight Zone?" Because when I go in within the city, you ask a motherfucker for something. It's like, mm, uh, gotta go ask. Let me go ask Chuck or Bill or you know, uh, if you go to the one in Aurora, it might be a T or or you know, Boudreaux. Let me go get him. <laughs> <laughs> These cats got to go in there on them. You know the those big ass you know kind of forklift joints, and it you, it likes it's like you're asking them, you know, to like you're asking them for money and shit. It's right. like, look, motherfucker, the shit I need is way up on that shelf. Unless you want me climbing up here to get the shit, go get that fucking forklift. Yes, please. I'm paying your salary. What else you got to fucking do? You work here. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm. I mean, man, if you if you're a listener and you work at the, one of these clubs, I hope you I hope you're one of the good ones, because I've seen a lot of bad. Mm-hmm. And I might actually it might be worth my motherfucking gas to go to a further Sam's or a Costco just for the, just for my relief and peace of mind. Yes. So you pack Costco and Sam's places, uh, get it together or these nuts. Yes. Uh, get them all of them, both of them. Mm -hmm. Um, and that wraps up our, Hey, 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 Haters section of the week. Mm-hmm. So we always do a golf gig and song of the week. And this one is special uh, to us and very special to Suge. So Suge, go ahead and introduce this. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of uh, my family, man. And I just got to give it up to Trev Rich, my cousin. Um, you are a Grammy nominated artist. You know, I, I know the family is very proud of you. And, uh, you know, you just dropped a new album. We're very, you know, that go out there and check it out. It's called Out Out the Dark. Um, so we're going to get into that 24 by 8. Yes, indeed. Shouting out to Kobe and, and love it. So shout out to Trev. Stay to be happy about Job's not finished. Job finished? I don't think so. Used to hate on Kobe cause I knew he would finish strong And I seen myself in niggas he was hitting game winners on All them insecurities feel like security in a song I lost that loser complex but for years I was in the wrong How I fuck with 23 but couldn't stand 8 and 24 Like I never ate like we ain't had the same 24 All the homies loved him but I just couldn't do it though Until I started winning like yo this what he do it for Oh now a nigga up so if you know me know it's stuck No more nights of chicken nuggets with chicken heads now I need duck Press my issue, all my tears ain't come with tissue. I was fucked. Now I really be like offended when niggas tell me this was luck. My exes still got issues with the old me. Old me, you knew me, but right now you don't know me. Know me, I had to level up, that's what they told me. Told me, now when I shoot my shot, I be like. 
I used to hate on Kobe because I knew he would finish strong. And I seen myself in niggas he was hitting game winners on. Seen the other niggas in the highlight getting shitted on. I guess that's why the losers and the winners can't get along. Shoot first, pass second, but now I see. Because if I'm grinding while you sleep, then this shit starts and ends with me. And if I practice how I play, then either way, this all for kicks. In a trap moving quiet, trying to make a playoff piece. Hey, I wear my heart on my sleeve. And I was shacked up with this bitch, the magic left, so this shit. I went through beats and ate one like I had Jalen on me. They like, where you been, five? I been chasing these rings. And ever since I moved about a mama house, had some mommy issues, but we recently just talked about. I don't deal with drama now. I got a little mama now. Yo, shout out to Trev, man, mm-hmm. on that 24-8. Man, that line about, about Jalen Rose, man, yo. Cold. Cold, I feel you on that. Yeah. And he, so I... Man, I like uh, you know, we we were chopping it up a little bit uh E before before we started. And, you know, I'm I'm very proud of this cat, man, because he he's he's come a long way. He's put a lot into his craft and he's not given up. And I think that that is a testament for someone to come out of Denver. I think he when it's all said and done, he will be one of the the most recognized artists um in hip hop to come out of Denver. And so I think you know, shout out to him um, and and to my cousin, uh, Trav, uh, you know, and Trev, we're, you know, I'm both proud of both of y'all, man, because you, you, you know, um, Trev, your, your career has been, um, it's, it's been full of challenges and you've overcome those. And I'm proud of you for that, man. And I'm proud of your, your pops for, for sticking with you um, all the way, you know, um, and that, that means a lot. And so, you know, shout out to Supreme Styles Barbershop. And all, all my niggas out there, um, still cutting it up, doing the good fades. I miss y'all cats. Well, you know, we're going to come see y'all soon, man. So this COVID thing is we starting to starting to go back to some things as being normal. So, you know, shout out to him and, and you know, so proud that we can that we could play his music on, on, our, on our podcast. For sure. Right on. Yep. Right on with that. So uh, we're at the end of the show where we give our shout outs and. Uh, Reg, go ahead and give your shout outs. Shout out to uh, the family, um, the Hard Knock Slice tour. Looking forward to that. Um, you know, shout shout out to my Nuggets, man. Up up three to two without my main man Jamal. So we'll see what happens. Um, shout out to to my brother E, um, and just all the fellas, man. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate the listeners. And uh, again, as we always say, make sure you check on your folks, man. Shit's getting crazy out here. Yes, indeed. I want to shout out my fam, bam. Uh, shout out to my fair lady, you know. Uh, I want to shout out to the Hard Knock Slices, of course, because that's the crew. Shout out to our guest, and especially our guest last week, Chris from Tee Up Kicks. Uh, yep. It was really cool, and, and he's he's in on his brand, and he's he's pushing our brand, and and everyone out there that fucks with him, he fucks with you, and uh, I can appreciate how down he is, and, and just a good good overall guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to the Red Cup boys, which will be coming soon, yep. and so all that sports basketball talk that y'all don't want to hear on this podcast, but maybe you want to jump over to Red Cup boys and listen to that one, and uh, it'll be starting on football season, so kind of looking forward to getting that off the ground and playing with that. Uh, shout out to the listeners for jumping in and and streaming our shit and 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 messing with us really good and we we just really appreciate you um 
That's about it. I would shout out the Lakers, but I think we might be going home, brother. I don't know what's going on here. Um, oh, shout out to my older sister, Lucille. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had been going through a lot and had to deal with a lot. And, you know, she she stayed in her faith she and did. and everything. And now everything is blossoming in the way that it should. And and uh, just just kind of proud of her in doing it because we we've been through a lot over these last few years. Mm-hmm. And uh, another shout out to our boy, Al. We shouted him out. Uh, a few weeks ago and he lost his sister well he lost his mom and we have services this week so hold your head man we'll be here for you we'll be at the service for you supporting you and and doing all that but uh we'll definitely be praying for you and your family during this hard time man so uh shout out to you alfred thinking about you so reg go ahead and take us out of here as always like i said check on your folks make sure that everybody's cool um you know take care of yourself but also take care of each other And, you know, for those of you that are going through problems, man, make sure you pray like, you know, and I'm I'm not a not everyone's a real religious person, but I think that it works. You know, um, you know, it does work, man. So, you know, that man upstairs or the entity upstairs will uh, help you alleviate your problems, man. And he'll send them to that upper room, the upper room. Yes, indeed. Like I said, take care of yourself. And take care of each other, y'all. And it's like that. And we're out of here. Don't be alarmed, we're Negroes. This is El Negro. Negro.